Dennis Quaid come out to play? Welcome to episode 47 of Zombie Takeout, Takeout. the B-Movie Cult Movie Podcast. I'm Uncle John. And I'm Scotto. And this week, um, well, I think you should get into it. Explain why we're doing this movie, because it was your idea, Scotto. (laughs) Well, uh, the popularity of the movie Inception, I thought we would go and uh, take a look at, uh, well, I guess the inspiration for Inception. I actually, I was watching a review of Inception on the Totally Rad Show. It was uh, last week's episode. And they actually compared it to this movie. They said, you know, they, effectively this movie went there first, and they're very similar plots. I really thought a lot of people were going to miss the connection between the two, but I, I was wrong about that. Mm-hmm. I, I've, seen it in a few, I've seen a few other <laughs> yeah. references to it, yeah. Yeah, so, well, and much for new if ground. You, if you haven't read the um, reviews of Inception that have referenced this movie, well, you know, we're talking about Dreamscape from 1984. Yes, uh, you know, and I tried, I was going to watch Inception, but mm-hmm. I was kind of broke this week, so uh-huh. I thought, you know what, I'll go to one of the very nefarious uh, websites and... Ah. Um, you you know see a bootleg of it, and I made it maybe about a minute or two into it, and it was just like, this is kind of a waste of time. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, no, it's not the movie or anything. It's just, you know, watching it through somebody's camera. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some big special effects in there. And mm-hmm. you're just you lose going, it, oh, yeah. You lose I, a lot of the appeal. This would be nice to see on, like, well, a regular screen or a movie theater screen. Mm. So let's not hope ta- I'm not broke for long. Oh, oh, not to tangent too much, but I find, you know, not that I do it a lot, but when I have done that sort of thing. I find that, you know, that sort of thing helps big special effects movies because I tend to pay more attention to plot. Not, not a bad idea. But anyway, I mean, sometimes you got to appreciate the special well, effects this, this and is see true. the real thing. And, you know, after that little tangent, it's time for Scotto's impromptu plot summary brought to you by The Village Pub. Yes, uh, not only a place of great, refreshing beverages, but high-quality T-shirts. But you can't help but notice. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, this uh, this is truly an impromptu plot summary because, wow, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we have a psychic who um, was used by the, uh, well, by science, and uh, when he was 19, he said, I had enough of this, and he disappeared. And uh, for some reason... While they were in the middle of this other experiment, they decided to go and find him. And um, the psychic, of course, is played by Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into him in a little bit. Mm. <laughs> Let me stick with the plot. So the uh, the, the experiment is about uh, getting into people's dreams and, well, helping them at first um, overcome the problems that they are. Uh, you know, yeah. We have one kid who has terrifying nightmares uh, a paranoid guy who's just uh, not functioning well because he's worried about everybody <laughs> having mm-hmm. an affair with his wife. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of who else I've left out in the... Uh, president. Well, the president, of course, that comes a bit later. Uh, yes, the president's having terrifying nightmares, too, throughout the movie. And finally, he is brought in 
well, you would think to just try to help him first, but no. Hmm. <laughs> well, first, you they you now what I like about this, they lead you to think that he's the government is going to use this technology to just spy on people yeah. and get secrets, kind of like Inception. Hmm. Instead, it turns out that they want to use this to assassinate people, yes. which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> no, no way around it. Although that that um, idea that if you die in a dream, you die in real life has since been disproven. But well, it's a dream, so really anything can happen. And it's science fiction, so <laughs> uh, you know the person wasn't stabbed, and of course, well, that's another story. Mm-hmm. So uh, right, they bring the president in to be the first victim of this assassination plot, mm-hmm. and uh, our hero comes in to save him, and I guess you could say hilarity ensues. Yes. Now, it should be mentioned that um, the assassin is played by one David Patrick Kelly. Yes. If you don't know the name yet, Luther from the Warriors. Two weeks in a row, we've had someone from the Warriors that was not planned. Right. I I was a very pleasant surprise when I figured out. (laughs) I saw him, I said, okay, he looks familiar, and I thought for a second, Luther? (laughs) Right, I... Actually, I am beat and did research before watching the movie for some okay. reason this week. And, uh, yeah, I said, wow, <laughs> I never put those two together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a movie I'd watched uh, multiple times. I, In fact, there's probably a 20-something-year-old VHS copy from Showtime oh, wow. <laughs> lying around somewhere. See, I saw it once back in the day when it first came out on home video. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. hadn't seen it since, and so it was it was interesting to go back to it and to see just how poorly I remembered most of it. Um, one thing I will say about the movie: Are we done with the plot summary? Oh yeah, yeah. you and said how ensued. you said how I ensued. Yeah, um, right. One thing I did like is it was a little smarter than most movies of this sort. Yes, the one thing I was blown away by is how tight this script actually is. Mm-hmm. There isn't anything on here that's just kind of an extraneous, wow, you know, did we need that? No. Every single thing, part of this script, serves a purpose to to advance the plot. And there's one little moment that I really like, just because you never see it. When they bring him in, he's trying to, uh, Quaid's character, Alex, I don't remember the last name, do you? Uh, no. Um, he's trying to get away from this bookie who he, who basically he was, he was winning too much cause he's psychic. Right. Um, bookie's trying to make, you know, cut a deal with him or else he's trying to get away. He, he ends up at this, the, um, college there where they're doing the research. They stick him in a room. He sees a mirror. <laughs> he knows it's a two way mirror. They never know it's a two way mirror, even though it's right. bloody obvious. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the only thing I was put off by when they were taking him there, he's asking, he actually asked if he was in danger. Mm-hmm. He's, he, is, he is psychic. Psychic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, did, how, did, how would he not know? <laughs> this is Just true. Saying. Yeah. Just saying. Well, he, he said, if, is he in danger? I, I presume he knew he wasn't in danger from the two who picked him up. Well, they said not from us. Yeah, he, well, but you can assume he knew that. But, you know, he maybe not wouldn't know if he was in danger in the long term. Yeah. Because well. he's not yet with those people to read their minds. Hmm. Although they never established, he's not a mind, he's not, uh, he, he doesn't have ESP per se. They never really established what he can do. Right. That is true. Um, 
because they didn't. Well, he does have a bit of ESP. That's how he gets into the. He, you know, he's telepathic, so he because he can get into the dreams. Well, right. But he's also apparently clairvoyant because that's how he won at the uh, horse track. <laughs> I was thinking maybe he's reading the uh, the jockeys or something. But that that might give you a little extra information, but it's not really going to tell you who's going to win. True. Yeah, they never really do explain what the hell he has. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, like I said, that's one of the things I liked about the movie. One of my issues with it, the dream sequences were a little overly surreal. And and perhaps it was you know an issue with the effects of the time, but I, I think it, they were just unnecessarily affected. I don't know. It, it uh, really helped to distinguish between reality and the dream. Yeah, but I don't think they needed to go quite so far as to mess with colors and, you know, they could have done it a bit more subtly. I don't know. I mean, uh, the thing about the child's dream where, you mm-hmm. know, there weren't straight lines. Yeah, that's... They were just... That, because that was a nightmare. That made sense. But, you know, some of the other ones where he... It wasn't... Like, um, with the um, the guy who thought everyone was sleeping with his wife. Yeah. Did the whole thing need to be read? <laughs> I don't know, because sometimes dreams do come in, in strange... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you had the guy in the... The guy up in the uh, in the construction mm-hmm. uh, business, that was... That was almost uh, just that, straightforward. Yeah, that one was, come to think of it. Yeah, just some of the background was affected a little blurry, yeah. which was a nice touch. Right. I would have liked to have seen that sort of style more often. Speaking of that scene, thank you for the transition. Sure. Because I was just see, saw that in my notes and was trying to work to it. It's almost like we scripted or something <laughs> this week, huh? Why didn't he just tell the guy he was dreaming? Which guy? Oh, the, um, the construction the, the, guy? The steel worker. Tell the guy he's dreaming, he can either wake up or change it. Problem solved. Well, I think with that, that was the first time he had gone into somebody's dream. Okay, yeah, he didn't think about it at the time, yeah. That that was the thing. He They didn't use a montage for him to improve. They actually that, right, used yeah. uh, case by case. No cheesy uh, hair metal, yeah. Exactly. And you could see him learn each time he went in. Because easily he could have done that in the kid's dream. Yeah, true, true. But he he really wasn't sure what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It's not until the very end when he gets knocked out where he realizes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what the hell am I doing? Get, get knocked out until you dream. The final battle with, um, I, I'm going to keep calling him Luther because I can't, well, we'll do, I'll just keep calling him Luther. Um, Cyrus is pissed, by the way. <laughs> when, 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 when Luther tells him that, you know, it's a dream, I can do anything I want. Yeah. That's when he gets it. It's not until he's knocked out, because he's still, you know, on well, he, the run. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, the, the, you know, that's when he figures out how to do it himself. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, unlike the Matrix, <laughs> that's when the story ends. <laughs> <laughs> when you yeah. realize you're in the dream and you can manipulate reality to whatever you want to do. Wait, I never. That's saw, when the story ends. I never saw the Matrix parallel. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Effectively, it is the same story as The Matrix. In a way. Yeah, I mean, the instead Matrix of, is one of them. Well, I mean, it's a little, it's sort of The Matrix backwards. Instead of, you know, this, you know, um, illusion and going from an illusion back into reality, he goes from reality into the illusion. Right. But, you know, once he's in, it's it's sort of like in The Matrix, where he, when he realizes he can control everything. It's kind of similar. 
Well, you want to hear about a crazy parallel, and thank you for bringing that up for my transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, I think we almost have an episode title here. Um, <laughs> think about this. They're in the dream. The uh, the person comes out menacing, has some uh, metal claws on his hand, yeah, yeah. and rips out someone's heart, and then follows it up with a wisecrack. Mm-hmm. What movie did I just describe that came out the exact same year? A cause wisecrack. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Can you really, I, I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, this is where he got the idea for it. Mm-hmm. Because he comes out, it's just a train conductor, too. Right, right. He, the, Luther, you know, has these metal claws, rips the guy's heart out, and says the probably the worst line in the whole movie, mm-hmm. have a heart, and yeah, throws the yeah, heart yeah. at him. But that was Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, well, you know, I had to look this up. And they're out the same year. Mm-hmm. This was out like, I think Nightmare on Elm Street came out a couple months after this. Right. I mean, I think this is based off of um, a story that someone else wrote. Yeah, it was based off a novel, if I remember correctly. Right. So maybe they both read the novel. Yeah. And he just incorporated it. Common influence, yeah. Kruger. But wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we didn't really get into the cast here. Yeah. Which I think gets into, because I didn't like this one quite as much as you seem to. And I think a lot of my issue have to do with the cast. So let's get into that. Yeah. And you know, I, I think this is an incredible movie because I was able to get around Dennis Quaid, (laughs) who I wasn't sure whether I was going to get into this because I found him. Well, as our old acting teacher had told Mm -hmm. us repeatedly, I didn't believe him. Yes. Thank you for not doing the impression. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think, well, there there's an issue with the casting. A general issue. Cause, Dennis Quaid. Well, aside from Quaid. <laughs> it's a, there's a larger issue. Because really? on one end of the spectrum, you have Max Van Sydow and Christopher Plummer, who really should have had a scene together. And on, hmm? They did, though, didn't they? They did? Yeah. If, if, if so, it was one small one, because I barely remember it, because I would have been in for that. Yes, um, they confronted... Uh, he he okay. was about to leave with the file. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There was one small scene. They should have yeah. had more. Yeah, they should have. You have, you know, the real heavy hitters on one end. And on the other hand, you have Quaid, Luther, and Kate Capshaw. <laughs> you know, I remembered not liking Luther's performance when I originally saw this, so I was kind of pleasantly surprised by how I did like his performance in this, seeing this now. He was Luther. Well, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because I've seen the Warriors, you know, mm-hmm. all the way through. And right. Back then, I don't think I did. I mean, we're talking 84, 85, mm-hmm. like, probably 85. So, no, I didn't think I'd seen the, the Warriors back then. Um, and Kate Capshaw, oh, yeah, I mean, the role really didn't have much well, written no, to no. it. Um, And once again, like last week, now that you bring up Kate Capshaw, like like Megaforce, this had a completely tacked-on romantic subplot that they never really did anything with. But even the love story advanced the plot in this. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it was the first time that he was able to jump into somebody else's dream. This is true. This is true, yes. Which I thought was brilliant. (laughs) they, They were able to work it in. And it wasn't just something, oh, you can do without that. Yeah. And and, and I like that they handled it well, because you know, she, she reacted appropriately. Normally, you know, 
it, it would be, you know, they kind of brush the brush it under the rug that it was a fact, effectively a violation. Right. She reacted correctly. She right. Was in, she was outraged by it. Right, because it's you know kind of equivalent to oh how you say rape. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the, the one last uh, one last member of this cast that we have to uh, to mention before moving on, mm-hmm. George Went. Oh yes, yes. This is uh, out maybe a couple years after Cheers, mm-hmm. a season two or three of Cheers going oh, okay. on. There's George Went, and mm-hmm. uh, not a bad job either. I um, gotta say, yeah, because the first time I saw him, the first time you see him, I think before he has any lines, it's in the bar. And I just couldn't help but think, Norm. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. You you don't uh, yell asshole to Barry Bostwick on the no. screen, but yeah, I was there too. I was just Norm because he's in the bar. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. But by the end, I bought him. Or by his um, his end, I should say. Yeah, that was the only problem I had with this character. Um, not not that they killed him, mm-hmm. but the way that they killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. In front of all of those people, that I mean, really, I know they're dumb college kids and everything, but right. would they really not notice someone pulling out a gun <laughs> and plugging somebody in the middle of the crowd? Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing I, I probably should have brought this up earlier when we were talking about the specific dreams, but I think they made a little too much of a couple of the dreams. Um, Which ones? The kid and the president. It's not unusual for kids to have nightmares. No. Chronic nightmares. I did as a kid. I know there it happens often. Um, so I think they made a little too big a deal of that. You it grow depends. out of them. It depends. There's some kids who, um, I mean, who it's freaky. I mean, there are some kids that you're like, whoa. <laughs> you know, that you find them out of bed somewhere. Just well, like, if that's the case, yeah. If it's yeah. A, If it's a physical safety issue, yes. But if the kids just have nightmares, he'll probably grow out of it. Yeah, and well, the, the common thread between most of those people were that they were, uh, they, well, they, were, they had money. <laughs> this is okay. Good point. Good. I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> the yes, kid comes yes. from a rich family. Right. The president's the president, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other guy who with the the wife, had, you know, we could tell had some money himself. Uh-huh. How else? How else would he have had the wife? Uh-huh. Uh, the only person that didn't would be the construction worker. Right. And that was probably keeping him from doing his job. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the president's dream. And I guess and I get it. It was you know a ruse to bring him in to assassinate him. But it's it's really not unusual, I would assume, for the president in the eighties to have nightmares about the after effects of nuclear war. Yeah, a lot of people. Reagan that. probably had several. Well, well, it was Reagan. Um, <laughs> perhaps Bush had a few. Maybe. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, the president usually, uh, they didn't think he was going to start dyeing his hair. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they brought him, yeah, they brought him in. It's something about back then, though. We forget how concerned people were for, and how real the possibility of nuclear oh, war yes, was back then. Yeah. It's something now you kind of look back on and, oh, yeah. But it, I'm just saying it was a rational thing for the president to have nightmares about. Yeah. Um, also, the snake man in the kid's dream, that turned yeah. out to be Luther. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, 
didn't it, is it me or did it not look like you know, something created by Ray Harryhausen? I was thinking there was a creature from Land of the Lost that looked a yeah. lot like that. <laughs> okay, but just it was the clear you know stop motion claymation of the thing. Yeah, and it was obvious, and it was a humanoid snake. They could have just stuck you know Luther in a costume, and and uh, it would have looked better. Right. Right, the the special effects in this are pretty cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. You have to say, this. I, I mean, I wonder what the budget was on this thing. Uh, you got to figure it had to be pretty serious because Quaid was big at the time. Was he really? But I think so. I mean, this was sort of the height of his his popularity, wasn't it? He was. Let's see. Or did um, that come a little later? I, I'm at IMDb right now. Um, Jaws 3D. Uh, he had a bit part in the right stuff. Okay. Uh, so this was before he got big. Yeah. All right. Breaking away, I think, mm-hmm. was, was kind of big in the late seventies, but yeah, not nothing really big. And and yeah, Macanito, all the you know, as brilliant as he was, never really all that popular or successful. Right. He, he kind of consistently worked, but he was never never got the respect he did. Same with Christopher Plummer. So I, I guess there really wasn't any big names. weren't any big names in this one. Honestly, I I feel this put him on the map, even though this wasn't a big box office success. Mm-hmm. I I mean I think you know he he was a name that people did know kind of, mm-hmm. but I think this put him on the map because after that you had the Big Easy interface. Yeah, that's DOA, when he hit. Yeah, Great Balls of Fire. Late eighties, early nineties is really when he hit. Yeah, and that's the funny thing. There was an article about him in Spy magazine decades ago. I don't know if anybody else remembers that magazine, but it was vaguely. Cool. Um, and it was about uh, you know failing up the success chart. And if you think about this guy, he has never really been in a successful movie. This is true. <laughs> like even Great Balls of Fire, and the, that was the the guy, the guy who wrote the screenplay for Great mm-hmm. Balls of Fire was in that article, and just how bitter he is because he didn't want Dennis Quaid to play him. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's who the executives wanted. And I gotta and, admit, I have seen the movie. Quaid did a pretty good job. And you know, he blames Quaid for the movie failing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's true. He hasn't really. I mean, postcards from the edge. I guess you could say. You know, just mm-hmm. looking at his uh, script, but that wasn't a Dennis Quaid movie. Uh-huh. I mean, anything he's been a star of, not really. No. <laughs> And yet he still gets work. <laughs> well, yeah, Day After Tomorrow, again, could, should have been big. No, not so much. Right. I mean, you could think of uh, Any Given Sunday, maybe, but again, yeah. not really a Dennis Quaid movie. And, and yeah, more more respected than successful. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been anybody in a lot of those parts. Yeah, true. Well, <laughs> that I think that, that describes Dennis Quaid's career. Well, right. Right. So... <laughs> It's kind of strange. He mm-hmm. uh, he just keeps getting cast. Mm-hmm. How to, and, and you know, you think you know. I would think of back to that article. Every time I see him in a movie, and you just know it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, do have a little bit of trivia. Sure. Um, Dreamscape was the third film after the Flamenco Kid or Flamenco. Wow, Flamingo Kid. <laughs> That's about the one that dances with all yeah, the yeah. clippy, um, stuff. The Flamingo yeah. Kid and Red Dawn to receive a PG-13. I'd always thought police, one of the police academies was the first uh, PG-13 mm, movies, nope, but I guess not. it wasn't not. Um, it was pretty close, though, I think. Yeah. Um, 
And also, speaking of the PG-13, originally, the the, <clears throat> the love scene involving Alex and Jane on the train um, was cut because of um, the pacing. And, you know, basically to uh, shorten the movie a bit. Um, but it was put put back in for the original home video release, and the version, obviously, the version I saw had it. The version you saw had it. Yeah, because I, I I'd read that trivia, and and I vaguely I did actually vaguely I distinctly remember that scene, and was expecting it to not be there, and there it was. Although I do remember nudity. Yeah, I kind of did too, and I I don't think there was any in there. I think they. Nope. They cut it down somewhat. It was mm-hmm. probably longer. But what says they did that to, for the PG-13? They cut the, they, that was another reason it was cut, was because it involved nudity and they wanted the PG-13. Yeah. Um, but I do remember nudity because I remember thinking when I see, saw it, the videotape, hmm, maybe PG-13 is okay. <laughs> <laughs> not I do, much trivia on this one. No, though, that's, a, that's all I got. Um, I am. And one final issue I had with the movie, um, before or I think it's about time to move on, but I do have one final issue. Blair, the, the, effectively the villain, was dealt with a little too quickly. <laughs> it's just kind of like, okay, we caught you, you're done. There was no big, you know, um, fight from him. There was no, you know... Major spoiler alert there, by the way. Mm. <laughs> Well, that was the it's thing. a twenty-six-year-old movie. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but Blair wasn't really in real life. Blair was uh, someone to worry about in the dreams. In the dream world, well, yeah, it was Luther. A, yeah, and, and that uh, was anything but too quick. Yeah, and the implication there, of course, in the end, is that he, you know, that Alex was so powerful that he could jump into dreams from who knows how far away. Right. <laughs> that kind of left you thinking, wow, wait a minute. He probably wasn't even in the same building. Well, <laughs> who knows that's how far true. away he was. Yeah. Because the first time he did it, with when in the showdown with Luther, he was, you know, there was a vent between the two rooms. He was just underneath. Right. Um, but then when he he takes care of Blair, he, Blair's in his home. Who knows? You don't even know who where Alex is. how far away is. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows how far? And he just, and the, I think the, the frightening thing about it is, if you think about it, is... Uh, you know, when he asks him how he does and how did you do this, he just says, oh, it was easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, effectively, um, Alex kind of becomes Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, in a way he does. And, um, I mean, who knows how he'll use his powers. Well, of, course. I mean, of course. It'd be a pretty cool sequel to, to paint it from there. Mm. But anyway, uh, On I, had one, oh, okay. I had one, uh, one issue with the movie, and some people like this part about it, but I don't know. Uh, the the soundtrack. Yeah, actually, that was kind of a bone of contention for me. Um, yeah, I, I I'd read that the director originally wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, the traditional, you know, orchestral score, which would have worked so much better yes. than this. I think the the composer at the time, name escapes me, thought you know putting a, an electronic score on it would make it more current, uh, and because it was you know a science fiction movie in the eighties, and at the time it kind of did. But it also it, made it very dated. Maurice James. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maurice Jar. I need glasses. Maurice Jarre. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, you're right. That that is what happened. And uh, but the irony is, he wanted to make it more contemporary. Yet the keyboard sounds he used, uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, circa 1973 or four. Ah. 
He's using the same keyboards from uh-huh. like ten years before yeah. this movie was done. Yeah, it, was, it was a Moog. Right, right. So, a contemporary sound. What what was this guy thinking? I think he just had some ideas with this music. Yeah. That he really just wanted to use for some reason and fought to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was kind of distracting a little bit. Some people liked that and thought it added to the the creepiness of the movie. But I just kept hearing, like, wow, he's using really old keyboards. Yeah. And it stood out. I, I, I there, there were moments where, in some of the, the darker scenes, some of the more dramatic moments, I think there were some effects that did add to it. Maybe. Um, that, you know, if they had approached it as sound design and done the orchestral score and threw in the occasional bit of electronics, yeah, that could have worked very nicely. But overall, it was just, wow, this was 80s. Right. And not even. It wasn't even 80s. It was, I think that, 80s, I think 80s, but come to think of it, um, Warriors had a very similar sound. True. True, it did. And, um, and in that case, it was groundbreaking. I mean, ten, I think... Ten years earlier. I think of, uh, you know, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. I think yeah. of um, the, uh, fixing a hole on the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's yeah, album, right, that, right. That, that intro. <laughs> I mean, it is very, very old mm-hmm. uh, keyboard sound to it. And uh, I think that uh, that lets us move on, doesn't it? Okay. On uh, to sequels and remakes. Wow. Now, as you've said, there was quite a bit of room for a sequel. Yeah. I don't... It never happened. No. And I think that, like I said, I think it would be a great sequel to see. Oh yeah, Dennis Quaid's character just gone insane, effectively beca- becoming a superhero and or supervillain, depending right. on how he that's grows. Right, that's what I think w- would be an interesting yeah. story. But that's not something they would do. No. Uh, and of course, if they don't do that, then it's just the Matrix where he can, can manipulate reality and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, why have a sequel? Right. <laughs> This is almost the, the script to this is the exact polar opposite to the Megaforce movie that we did last week <laughs> that had absolutely no conflict and and uh, nothing to it. Mm-hmm. And the only action, of course, were close-ups on guns firing and things blowing yeah. up for no reason at all. Right. Th- this, I mean, even the chase scene at the beginning had a purpose. Yeah, and and there really wasn't much action per se. Yeah. A couple, you know, a fight, a couple of chase scenes, a fight scene. Right, but it, they they used it perfectly, and it was yeah, it was a thriller. Mm-hmm. But uh, so remakes, of course, they they have done that. It was uh, I believe it was called Inception. No. Yeah, <laughs> and there was also at the same at the time there was a very similar movie called um, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, well, aside from that, um, <laughs> bloody hell, Natalie Wood was in it. Um, oh, except but instead of dreams, it was um, memories. Ah. Brainstorm. I think you're right. Yeah, they were very similar. Uh, I saw both around the same time. Um, in fact, there there are aspects of that that I thought I remembered from Dreamscape. Um, but no, there's never been a sequel. Um, a what remake about a, of this would be awesome, though. Oh, absolutely. Um, it would be fantastic, yeah. and I think even with Inception out, I, I mean, which is it's not the exact same. No, movie. there's some slight changes. Better fact, I'm hearing I'm hearing there's some uh, anime movie or something uh, called I'm not sure I something with a P paprika or something like that <laughs> that uh, that Inception was taken a lot more from okay uh, yeah some of the I'm, effects do seem anime yeah so well, yeah back to the Matrix could, <laughs> they could do an animated movie of this they could oh, yeah. yeah I mean they could they could there's so many different things they could do. Mm-hmm. 
they could do a Who Framed Roger Rabbit and just combine you know animation and, <laughs> and reality. Uh, you know, for the dreams, it yeah, would work. Yeah. Why not? What they can do with animation these days, this movie has to be remade. I yeah. think. <laughs> um, of course, Dennis Quaid, you got to put him in as you know Blair or Max Ancito's character now. Nice. Yes, that, that I, I agree completely. Um, let's see. For Alex, you want somebody kind of, kind of um, Quaid-like, you know, just about as much charisma. I'm thinking Zac Efron. Oh, I was thinking Anthony he's kind Hopkins. Of, he's, well, yeah, no, that's that's Luther. Um, <laughs> Hopkins would play Luther's part, not Jane. Mm. Maybe, maybe. And then they could uh, they could really mix in Temple of Doom, and he could do a song number at the beginning of Anything Goes. <laughs> um, all right, in all seriousness. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, actually, if you did have Hopkins in here, yeah. he has to play the president. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> How many presidents has he played now? Yeah. <laughs> Between Nixon and John Quincy Adams? Mm-hmm. All right. Way off subject there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, in all seriousness, I'm thinking Quaid is the president. Yeah, that that could be too. Mm-hmm. Um, Vancito and um, Plummer's characters, Hopkins, and yeah. Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah. Because they can be British in that case. Right. Again, I'm not, you know, Alex, who's young and can act? Um, we always, we run, we tend to run into this problem. Well, yeah, young male actors who can act. Uh, the 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 uh, third rock from the sun kid that was just an inception. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Is he good? I've only yeah, seen him in Third Rock. Yeah, you know he's decent. I'm trying to remember okay. the movie I did see him in. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was good. Jane's kind of a placeholder. Well, yeah, they they could write a better random part hot, for Jane. Random hot check. They could write a better part for Jane than a remake. That would throw, be nice. Yeah, throw Megan Fox at it. Yeah. Uh, the real question Luther. would be, who plays Luther? Yeah. Hmm. And again, we run into, who, particularly in this case, around that, a younger actor who can play a good villain. Hmm. I don't know. You take you take Nolan, the the, the dude that played the Scarecrow in the uh, Batman. Oh, yeah. Begins, I think that would be a yeah. pretty good choice. Um, hmm. Um... I be awesome if I remembered his name. Yeah. Are you sure <laughs> Nolan? Because Nolan was the director. Yeah, I know. Okay. So I think that uh, brings us to, well, George Went can play his part. Of course. Again. Yeah. Reprise his role. And, and what the hell, throw John Ratzenberger in the cameo in the bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the bartender. Or Ted Ooh. Danson could be the bartender. Again, I'm not a big fan of his, but he does play a good villain. Well, he has in a couple of movies. For Luther. I'm actually thinking Woody Harrelson kind of doing a Natural Born Killers kind of thing. Nice. Right. Um, anyway, that just hit me when you when I made the John Ratzenberger joke. Um, well, there we go. On Please to brains. Please remake this movie, I say. Yes, and yes, yes. On to brains. I'm going to go... Uh, like I said, you liked it a lot more than I did. Um, it was one of those... Everything should have been there. But I think the disparity in the acting ability kind of killed it for me. <laughs> It just didn't hold my interest. There was nothing particularly really wrong with it. I just couldn't get into it. So wow. I'm going to go three and a half. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't, I, like I said, 
I was distracted at the beginning by Dennis Quaid thinking, wow, this is going to be a long afternoon. <laughs> um, but I was able to get over it. In fact, Dennis Quaid's non-acting kind of fit for this part because uh, you know Alex would be a guy who's you know not really taking anything seriously yeah, around yeah. him and kind of smarmy like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, you just get the feeling that that's just Dennis Quaid. Yeah. In which case, Zac Efron really would work. So, uh, be, so there was that, and there's the uh, the soundtrack. But I really can't take any stars away from it because I was just sucked in for this. Mm-hmm. I I was there. It it's a lot better than I even remembered it being, which I was kind of surprised. I didn't think this would live up. Yeah, anywhere here. near to how good I thought it was. I expected complete '80s cheese, and I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. So um, I'm sticking, well, actually not sticking. I wasn't well, going to give it this much in originally, but uh-huh. I'm I'm going with a five for this one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's a rare case where you're going much higher than I am. Um, yeah. So what have we learned? Uh, we've learned that uh, movies about dreams are pretty damn cool. <laughs> and I learned that if you're being chased by the bad guys, a horse track is a great place to get away from them. Words to live by. So until next week, always remember, never forget, wherever you go in life, there you are. There you are. Alex, have a heart. A lot of people. Reagan probably had several. Well, well, it was Reagan. Um, <laughs> perhaps Bush had a few. Maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs>